This icon is racist. I have never ever been a spy. Can the PBS bank uh, The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shape. Can you please come in? Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Sunday Times Politics Weekly with me, Amil Amra. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm joined in the studio this week by my colleagues at the Sunday Times Politics Desk, Apiwe de Klerk, Zimasa Matiwana and Zingisa Mvuvu. Guys, how are you doing? It's been a short week at least, right? Yeah, and it's very... You guys had a good break? Deadline, deadline, deadline. <laughs> That's the biggest problem with working at a weekly newspaper, isn't it? We must make even this quick on deadline. So let's get straight into it then. Let's start off with something a bit more lighthearted than we're normally used to. Um, Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, and his wife, Meghan Markle, are here in South Africa, and it seems to be causing such a big buzz um, around the country. From what I've seen, some people are buzzing about it. Other people are like, ah, Apu is annoyed. Apu is highly annoyed by it. No. I don't really care, to, to be honest. Wait, you said they proved that they are with their son, Chief. Uh, what's the son's name? His Archie. name is Archie, yeah. Okay, well, and their what's, son. What's his closer name, Gonja? Nzika. Nzika, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, there's been a lot of hype around their visit to South Africa. I knew that they were in Cape Town, I think, recently, and they're moving all around the country. Lots of people following them, news cameras from all around the world um, in their faces. And the big question is, yo, for me, I, I don't care very much that they're here, guys. It doesn't really affect my life, to be honest, whether they're here or not. What's your feelings around it, guys? Because it's been dominating social media the entire week, and it's been a big thing for lots of people in the country. And I understand there's a lot of hype around them. There was a lot of excitement when their baby was born. Um, what's this infatuation all about? I don't understand it. But, but I mean, are you saying it was a big thing uh, for South Africans? For some, for some people. For, for us in the no, media. For some people. And, but it was big for us in the media, right? Yeah, because I think it was big for us in the media <laughs> only, but the rest of... Us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chief, this thing is stupid, man. <laughs> but you see, the, the problem with this thing of royalty and all these things, people who have a birthright to become, uh, you know, leaders in some way, they are anointed. I really don't give a hoot about such people. Uh, them coming here, it's, it doesn't make me lose sleep at night not like uh, tomorrow I'm going to be earning twice what I'm earning because they are here. In fact, they've brought us cold. It's cold in South Africa. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. I think the sooner they go back, we're going to get back to the normal uh, spring weather. But anyway, I mean, on a serious note, uh, this whole real uh, nonsense, I, 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 I am not a fan of those things, especially one that is not ours. We have uh, problems with ours. We complain every year. When uh, this uh, Zulu Royal uh, Zulu team that side is getting increases in budgets because we don't find a role of what exactly do these people do? Yeah, you know. So if we reject our own, the only problem that I have, ne, with this whole thing, uh, we we are very steadfast uh, in rejecting uh, these ones. There's a lot of them in, in this country: Zulu mm. one, Kosa one, Venda one, everywhere. All uh, the indigenous groups in South Africa have got royals, and we reject them because uh, we we don't f- feel like there's a need for for such in this day and age. But when these ones uh, from the other side uh, of the equator 
uh, this side everyone <laughs> must jump up and down chief it's a tv every tv channel the mm. other fellow was asked who are the royals he said it's beyonce <laughs> <laughs> to show that also this thing is being forced down people's yeah. throats why do you expect that people must know why must i know when these people are in the country i mean really what's so special they are just another tourist man mm-hmm. they must go to this tourist attraction i must not be involved in those things so really for me as i said it's a stupid thing that doesn't make sense i don't understand people who jump up and down even when their child was born all like okay what's so special <laughs> it's just another child so what's the issue so in a sense for me it's a stupid thing it's a gimmick and uh, to agree with a quote uh, from Helen Zira that I was reading earlier on it's a big distraction mm. we have serious issues that we ought to be focusing on than these two fellows who are uh, I'm told they're here in Southern Africa for 10 days seriously the sooner they leave a lot of people um, really are infatuated with the royal family and they follow their everything that comes out of the royal household you know it's a big thing for them it's it's, it's very important and, and they love the royal family for some reasons that I don't understand we should probably get someone in here who has that sort of connection with I the royal family look i don't th- i don't think people our age have that connection yeah. with the royal family i know our mothers mm. uh, they idolized princess diana for example yeah. uh they still watch the weddings you mm. know they still talk about her wedding that happened a long time ago so i i think we are not very much interested but me i i i respect uh royalty mm. Uh, yes. C- explain. I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. They are custodians for culture. Yeah. Uh, they play a very important role in society, mm. in terms of 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 upholding and and protecting our cultures and 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 our traditions. I don't think uh, they should be living free on our tax money. For example, <laughs> I think they should go to work like everyone else. <laughs> but uh, these these two. This particular couple, mm. I like them. My goodness. They are very progressive. <laughs> they are very progressive. Uh, their foundation, the issues that they are passionate about mm. are issues that affect ordinary people across mm. the world. Uh, they care about climate change. They care about uh, the matter of women and children. They care about uh, education, mm. you know. Things like that. They are not coming here and saying, hey, we are your former colonizers. <laughs> we are your masters. All of you mm. bow down to us. They come they are at our level when they are here. They talk to us like we are their equals. Mm. They go to Enyanga, to the meta capital of South Africa. They raise issues there. They have a voice. They, they are not just, you know, I, so, so, I, I so like it's them. A, it's, it's listen, listen I, I, li- yeah. I like the lady even more. My goodness. I think it's a good thing where somebody uses their status and their holding in society to sort of make a positive change and a positive difference. I mean, what positive change are these people making? Wait, uh, I I need to address this thing before I forget my point. Uh, of Zimaza and I mean, I, I believe uh, this whole uh, for me it's patronizing the so-called good contribution that uh, they are making, because uh, most of the problems that we have, especially in Africa today, it is because of their ancestors and forefathers and actually the current uh, you know people of the other side. You know they've got our gold that side. Do they bring any piece of gold here to keep for free? No. Zigisa is busy harnessing his Indian in a PLF. Seriously, so we are in these problems because of 
uh, them, Queen Elizabeth, that side, the entire palace is full of our gold, which was taken for free. <laughs> and <laughs> they didn't bring a piece of it, you know. So all, all those issues, these issues of climate change and all these issues, anyone who wants to be relevant will jump into. Uh, I mean, if these people can build schools in every township here, in South Africa, then I will start taking them serious. Not these small issues here and there, a foundation here that does small work here and there. We will shout about climate change that was damaged by uh, Britain and America anyway. So, you I know. I don't, I don't, look, I don't, I, I will never hold Prince Harry, who was born in the 80s, uh, responsible for colonialism. No, no, they are not responsible, but I'm saying uh, they have I to don't, make. I don't look at him and see my oppressor. I don't see my oppressor too, but I am saying. They have to make the positive contribution that you are making. Actually, they are ma- they are contributing less. They ought to contribute more. Okay, I agree. As, as I agree with you on that one. I agree world. with you on that one. Clearly, my view doesn't matter here. <laughs> of course, always <laughs> matters. <laughs> no, 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 no. You see, I'm with Mvumvu uh, when it comes to royalty. I, I seriously have problems that just because by accident of nature you we were born, <laughs> and therefore. We must give you resources and yeah. respect because apparently you are royalty. Who appointed you royal? <laughs> no, not part of that. I'm not. But um, look, um, because I grew up in such a society, mm. uh, so I, I tend to respect some who go out of their way uh, to make positive contributions. Uh, I can't say much about the one in KZN because I mean I never <laughs> lived in KZN, uh, you know. So yeah, people must say, uh, yeah, but the hype though, I yeah, um, no, man, don't understand. The right. No, me, I, 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 I want, I want an, uh, Mandela Mandela visit to London. I mean, you know, something like that. Yeah, see how, <laughs> how they react to him. You know, <laughs> he goes all the time, and I've never seen him on BBC. But you see, the scales don't balance. They are not. And also, that's another question. Why do we care when, in fact, it's really I think uh, for his birthday, I don't know whether this year or last year, he was there. Uh, he went to the British royal house. You know, like any other day. In fact, he tried to be there. He was wearing like them there. But no one, I mean, gave a hood about him being there. <laughs> but he's huge here, you know. So all those things, which royalty is more important than the other? Who gives this yeah. other one, this status? I mean, I don't even know how many children's religion has because it's never a big affair. But I know when... Uh, I don't think you're even allowed to know or supposed to know. But I mean, even, even us, we have... Even among us, we have mm. people who would see... Uh, King Zuelitini, for example, here, you wouldn't even know how he is supposed to be greeted by protocol because yeah, you don't yeah. give a damn about mm. our own culture. So, yeah. And we expect the British to take him seriously when we don't take him seriously. Yeah. No, or absolutely. even That's my... A good point. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that much. time we were in Heritage Month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and, the, and the British royals just had to visit during Heritage Month. Uh, let's take a quick break, guys. Mm. When we get back in, we're going to get some serious news. Um, we're going to be talking about um, a POS story in the Sunday Times this weekend. Um it's about DA leader Musi Maimane, who last week dared his opponents in the party to take him on, proposing that the DA holds an early conference if they feel ready to oust him. Join us when we're back. Racial identity politics, a phrase that has the potential to start an argument in just about any situation. That's why we're starting it first. 
Let's Start an Argument is a unique and insightful podcast series about the meaning of race to us today. Presented by researcher Cecilia Koch and Doctor of Philosophy Jason Werbeloff, the series aims to spark rational argument and meaningful discussion around this controversial topic. Find Let's Start an Argument now on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, welcome back. I've just been told by a peer that it's not just his story, it's a Mercer story as well. Sorry, guys, I'm just jealous that I didn't have anything in the paper this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, and you are sabotaging me. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into it. This seems like a quite an important story, and it's a nice move away from what we've been talking about recently. We've always been digging at the EFF and the ANC. Let's move into the DA politics here. And a peer just judging from the story, um, it seems like, is there a move to get rid of Musi Mayamone coming up? Is anybody strong enough in the party to get rid of him? That move is to say whoever is ready, mm. uh, bring it on. When when in is the conference way. supposed to sit? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think so. So still two years because it's set last year, it's right? Set yeah. last year, yeah. so it's three year term. In your stories, as Imasa, you say that um, Sunday Times understands that Maimani made the proposal for an early conference during his opening address at the party's federal executive meeting. Um, and then people who attended the meeting said that it was a move to disarm his detractors who want him out as a party leader. Now, the DA always poses themselves as this unified party, and we know better than that. But can we? Can you help the people who are listening and understand what's happening within the party in terms of the factional battles? Um, it, it looks like there are some people within the DA who have no confidence in Musi. Mm. Uh, their reasons could be attributed to a lot of things like poor performance during the, the past elections yeah. or losing by-elections. Uh, the, DA, the DA doesn't even act like an opposition party mm. anymore. You don't see them. You They have no voice. You don't know what's happening. If it's a lot more vocal from the <laughs> asset, yeah. than the DA. Mm. So uh, it, it looks like there's a discomfort in terms of the direction that the party is taking also in terms of, of policy. Um, remember, they had a very huge fight about that diversity clause. They also had a huge uh, fight about their stance on BEE, whether mm. or not um, their policies should be informed by the history of South Africa in terms of, of, yeah. of, of racial bias. So the progressives in the DA, um, which include a lot of black people in the DA, have managed to squeeze past uh, whatever liberals yeah. think is the right way to go. And they've managed to win a lot of, of policy battles. And it looks like those who consider themselves the real, true liberals, those who think that they should have a bigger voice in the mm. DA, they are losing the policy fight and they are being suffocated. Mm. So I think that's where the whole discomfort and you know power ringling mm. uh, emanates from. The story says that the latest test of Maimonia's leadership was the establish establishment of an informal structure called the 1959 Committee led by DA MPs uh, Khaleb Kachalia and Michael Cardo. Apiwa, what is this uh, 1959 committee? Um, so far, it's, it's not quite clear uh, mm. as to uh, its actual operations, uh, save for what they've proposed in, in the document and whatnot. But <clears throat> people 
who are Musi's allies and who, who are opposed to it, they they feel strongly opposed to it because it seems as if it's going to be a caucus that is parallel uh, to the current caucus. Now you must remember how this uh, plays out or uh, places Musi. He's the he, he after Helen, mm. uh, who had been uh, the party leader. Uh, since before, uh, since during Tabombe's time, um, she was not leading that caucus. She was at the city of Cape Town. She was uh, the premier for two terms, actually. Yeah. That is 10 years. Um, so you've had uh, party leaders in parliament who were not the actual leader of the DA. Mm. Now, you have Musi Maimane, who is the leader of the DA, also in that caucus. Now, he's the leader of that caucus. Mm. And suddenly, people uh, who he's supposed to be leading are proposing a structure that mm. looks like a parallel caucus. It then shows you the test to his leadership and the confidence some of the people in that caucus have or don't have in him. Mm. And, and 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 for him, it's a it's a serious stand. Mm. There have been fights in that caucus, but you know those fights have never actually. Uh, uh, ran that deep, but the, 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 you can look at it another way. Those fights at caucus uh, prior to Musi taking over mm. were generally resolved by vote. Um, you would have people running for caucus leader. Now you can't have uh, elections. You can't um, have an election for that position when the party leader is there. So I guess maybe. You know, people who have been used to having uh, their views and, and so on uh, tested during an internal election by removing a, a party leader or rather a caucus leader. You, you can't do that now anymore. The, only pe- the most prominent position you can contest mm. in that caucus is deputy chief whip. And, yeah. you know, th- that's about it. So it, it's only natural that people who disagree with Musi as the party leader outside of parliament would continue with those disagreements uh, within that caucus. But yeah, we have to um, to watch and see how mm-hmm. this one plays out. But it's quite uh, it's quite tense times there. Well, the day. well, here's an open question to all of you, and maybe Zingisa, you can take a first crack at it. How safe is Musi Maimani as the leader of the day on a scale of Sula Ramaphosa? who's battling um, <laughs> the Zuma faction and uh, Julius Malema in the EFF, who's untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like uh, Tumamina and uh, this one of us, hey, they're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> they're in serious trouble. <laughs> You see, with with Vusi, oh Vusi is my man. Please call him Vusi. Yeah, Vusi, <laughs> respect. Chief. Okay. Oh yeah, you know, Mr. Musi, my man. Apologies. Yeah. So with 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 uh, my man, the I think when I uh, I mean uh, first of all, just maybe to engage on on the other questions that you're asking the colleagues. Generally, uh, the DA has uh, has an identity crisis, and this emanates from. A DA a, that was viewed as a white only party, although that was not official, but we know uh, up, up until at least uh, the leadership of Helen Zile, that was the perception mm. because of how the party was running its affairs. Helen Zile came in, tried to change its direction. He, she was the first to, to have a serious push mm. into the black constituents that was predominantly 
uh, 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 you know, uh, the preserve of the ANC and the other mm -hmm. IFP and the other uh, so-called black parties before. So that change of direction obviously was always going to make the traditional or the old guard of the DA, if I may put it that way, to be uncomfortable because uh, the DA, as I say, was seen as this, uh, you know, white liberal party, which in the main is advancing the interest of the white community such that you see that there was no real zeal to take over power but as long as they protected that privilege as the uh, second uh, as, as the official opposition and uh, which pushes uh, for policies that protect uh, you know the privileged they were fine with it until Helen Zire came through and tried to change the direction. Musi even took it a step further, worse, because now also within the structures of the DA, a lot of black leaders, which were never really there before, had managed to infiltrate into positions of leadership. And therefore, there was this contest. And now we are at the time in our democracy where there are real questions as to the privilege and the majority under privilege as to what is to be done politically to change to balance the economic skills and the da finds itself at the center of that there's this old guard that is resistant to it, the old ways of the da and there's, there's this new uh, you know sort of uh, grouping within the 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 the, the da which is his face now is yeah. his party leader yeah, because musi doesn't have a really much choice because mm. he comes from the same circumstances you know historically so he understands the historical context to how the da must mm. move forward so that on its own created problems for him and as long as the old guard of the da which is at the root of the party mm. it has a problem with anyone who push who comes with policies that they feel are not in keeping with what they are traditionally about they are going to have a problem so i, I really feel uh, I, I really hope that moose in whatever fights that he is facing now which really at the biggest of things are about the direction in which he's leading the party he has a strong uh, you know allies within the party dynamics mm. because if he doesn't he will fall it's only a matter of time but i feel that the move that he pulled of calling for an l conference was a master move on his part mm. and i think from from this point on at least for some foreseeable future mm. he will survive um on the scale of tumamina to julius but why is tumamina being used as a scale let's use the scale of um Botelis. No, no, no. Look, I think both <coughs> both face uh, quite uh, similar challenges. Uh, uh, well, uh, with my money, um, yeah, you, you are right, Mvumvu. Uh, um, uh, about this weekend because now it not only pressures the people who are willing to challenge him at least on an issue to issue basis to say let's have a face um it it, it pushes them into a corner to say do they have a candidate to go mm -hmm. head to head with musi because our understanding is that some of them would have wanted to challenge musi even in the previous conference which is last year but there was no one who was ready to to be a candidate against musi plus even though there would have been some who may or may not have been happy they were not tangible things that you could use now you can use elections we've done bad in elections uh we're always fighting it's divided there are issues that you can point out that you can't even control your own caucus therefore we feel that 
mm. you are not capable. But it then puts a lot of pressure. Say, you know, we need a candidate that's going to be popular and that is going to be ready. Mm. Who is that candidate going to be? Let, let's wait and see. Mm. But the, the the previous person who had been long rumored to be uh, the possible candidate left. So who is that person? It, it was Gwen Gwen. Gwen. Yeah, yeah, it was Gwen Gwen at the time. What? You don't remember this thing? <laughs> that would be the end of the day. <laughs> no, no, but if 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 you followed Gwen Gwen and uh, her stance on policy, uh, her stance it's on similar to uh, it's similar to, to the, the to, to the, the the faction that is opposing Musi. or is clashing with Musi yeah. continuously on policy issues. Yeah, uh, because you know. They are unlike the ANC. Sometimes you don't get set factions there, whereby it's, it's it seems as if it's official. And some people who are at least leaders of, uh, of certain structures, they tend to rally behind uh, these people or the other people based on on an issue and issue. But she had consistently uh, uh, stated a case in so far as policy. Uh, is concerned and the people who had been backing her consistently on the issues uh, you, you know if you if you if you if you had been following the day you know who the people are and it's the current people who are currently opposed to my money now so yeah um i don't know maybe they can put him in a corner and you know get a candidate and you know defeat him at conference mm. and remove him but at at the end of the day uh, the issues of the DA are not musi issues mm. they are ideological issues of conflict of the people in the DA they don't want the same thing mm. um so i think i think whoever comes from whichever faction, they will face the same difficulties that Moose is facing, the same resistance that Moose mm. is facing. And besides, when you talk about uh, issues of policy, uh, they are put to a vote. It's not a dictatorship mm. where the guy sat in a table and decided that, okay, uh, this is how we are proceeding now. So mm. if these ones are continuously losing the ideology and policy direction of the DA, maybe they need to go back to the drawing board and search within their souls. Why are they being stubborn yeah. about things that are so obvious? No, no, no. I was just going to emphasize, uh, I mean, what Uzumis was saying, to say it doesn't matter. The DA's main problem is not uh, per se who leads it. Mm. It is the identity crisis that they are refusing mm. to deal with. And until such time that the DA deals with this identity crisis, going to the elections, for instance, there was no clear messaging as to what the DA was about. Much as the EFF, you knew the issues that they were on top of, to a certain degree, this confusion of the ANC also was, you know, at some point had some coherence. The DA was all over the place. There was no messaging at all, you know, because of this ideological crisis that they are suffering and as Uzimaza is putting it it doesn't matter actually you can even bring back Tonilion it will not work <laughs> as long as they haven't decided which direction they are yeah. going and those that want to go the backward direction of protecting privilege they are the ones who are to blame for all the fortunes of the DA because that is bound to be rejected you've got to find creative means to fuse 
even things that are different. You can fuse uh, the old card and the new ideas and find something that is more, you know, workable going forward for the party. You will not be, well, for me, anyway, the DA and the NC, they are not different. Mm. It's the same thing. That's the other issue. The rise of Tumamina. Tumamina within the NC is, I would say, is more DA-ish. You know, no, it's in terms of seriously, because in the NC, there's two main, uh, there's uh, two main lines. They are the so-called socialists. All of them are opportunistic, of course. (laughs) So-called socialists, which are the RIT now, the called RIT. And then there are the new donists, which are the more liberal in in a sort of way, you know, they move on with time, you know. So that rise of Tumamina was always bound to stifle uh, Mm. the DA. I wanted to disagree uh, on it not mattering who the leader is. Yeah. You must remember the the changes in the DA started under were actually prompted by uh, the stance that Helen Zille took. But El- Helen Zille was a very strong leader. Very much. Still is. Uh, very authoritative and and, and. so uh, during that time you know, these changes started. There were a number of people who were opposed even to, to the introduction of these young black leaders. Some of them were black. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really must remember the, the very publicized fight there at that caucus with some people like uh, um, the current speaker of the Western Cape, Mazzole Ngasela, being very much opposed to, uh, you know, even uh, the rise of uh, Lindy Mazibu. At the time, mm. so, but you had a strong leader, who, when she felt that the party is taking the right direction, whether you you agree or disagree, at some point you are bound to, you know, follow in follow her lead. Mm. So, do we have a problem of uh, of Musimai Mane not uh, having that kind of uh, commanding? Mm. Uh, uh, um, you know, uh, and that kind of authority that Helen had mm-hmm. as a party leader is it, is it is it that or is it is 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 is, is the party really has it really reached a point where it should split? Did, did I don't. Know. Did Helen not say she regrets uh, pushing this? She one? did. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying, re- regretting a decision that you had supported mm. at that time. Mm. At that time, the party was intact. When she was pushing this, no one split. Mm. Yeah, people mm. went to Harvard, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, not, not because they wanted to. Because well, uh, they fell out with her. But then the party people, continued. Wait, people who after, had after after the departure of Lindy Omazibuko, right? Mm. The DA didn't. It 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 came out best. Uh, it was their best performance. Yeah, they won back uh, uh, um, uh, Western Cape with majority. They went to local government elections and swept through, clean, mm. and came and won uh, three metros mm. after her departure. So, what I'm saying is, is it is it an issue of the character of mm. the, 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 yeah. the current leader, or is it an issue of their ideological ideological differences? The well, maybe it's both. Yeah, I think uh, Musi Maimani and Sora Maposani sit down and discuss how to be um, authoritarian or more authoritative <laughs> leaders. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's all we have time for this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining me in studio, and thank you all for listening in. We'll be back at the same time next week, and take care until then. <laughs> <laughs>